0: This episode is brought to you by IT Pro TV, binge-worthy learning for IT teams. Why is it binge worthy? It's learning presented in an engaging and entertaining talk show format that beats voiceover PowerPoint snooze fests. Watch over 3,300 hours of content in their on demand library on your desktop, on the go, or in the comfort of your own living room. IT Pro TV is IT training you and your team actually want to watch, which means a better return on your learning investment. Get started with IT Pro TV for Teams by visiting itpro.tv forward slash security weekly and start a seven day free trial and get 30% off standard or or premium IT Pro TV memberships using the code SECWEEKLY30 the greatest threat to businesses today isn't the outsider trying to get in. It's the people you trust, the ones who already have the keys, your employees, your contractors, and privileged users. 60% of online attacks are carried out by insiders. To stop these insider threats, you need to see what users are doing before an incident occurs. Observe It combats insider threats by detecting risk activity, investigating in minutes, effectively responding, and stopping data lost. Give it a test drive at observeit.com forward slash securityweekly. Are you overwhelmed by the sheer volume and noise of alerts? Struggling to define priority while searching for context. Wondering why we're still playing telephone while attackers invest in technology to ease their efforts? It's time to make a stand and demand a different approach. Imagine spending your day doing the valuable work you crave. It's possible today with ServiceNow. Visit serviceNow.com forward slash SOAR, that's S-O-A-R, to get more information and make the case for your better approach to security orchestration and automation
1: all right welcome back so we don't have any stories for this week because paul as i said is out and i don't know what magical place he pulls the marketing uh, stories that we have to go through from time to time. So uh, one of the last episodes, we discussed what works in enterprises. And I wanted to kind of go through an, another example of what actually works in stopping our attacks whenever we're doing a pen test. And this is the same type of thing that you would see with Larry at Guardians, you would see it at Dave Kennedy uh, with TrustedSec. We talk and we discuss what actually is effective at stopping our companies. And we wanted to co- share some of those techniques with you. So I'm gonna walk through an attack and then we're gonna talk about what actually worked at this corporation. So the first thing is, this particular corporation that we were targeting had absolutely no external footprint uh, that we could actually attack. They were very, very tight and secure on the outside. And as you can see here, we have the corporate network, we have the wonderful little MC Hammer saying, you can't touch this. But as we were scanning, as we were attacking, we were getting nothing. Zip, zilch, nada whatsoever. Now this particular organization, they did use a cloud-based email provider. Now one of the things we could do with this cloud-based email provider was actually do something called a calendar event injection. This is a type of spear phishing, but instead of actually sending an email to an organization to a specific user, we can actually send a calendar event saying, hey, you have an event coming up in half an hour, and you can even put notifications that in 10 minutes before the meeting starts, pop up a little alert that says, hey, this meeting is starting, and you could provide links and say, hey, please review these files before you actually come to the meeting. Now, in this organization, the target user actually went and checked their email, and when they did, they saw a notification that an event was starting very shortly. So then they tried to go to the server that was storing the files for them to review. Now, this is a phishing website that actually did emulation of what the cloud email provider actually looked like. Now, in this particular organization, they were using two-factor authentication. And in this two-factor authentication, we were able to use the fish site as an intermediary to pretend to be the real site, ask for their two-factor authentication, and we were able to broker that two-factor authentication with their user ID, their password, and their 2FA. Now, in the background, we actually submitted the authentication to the cloud email provider with the user ID, the password, and the two-factor authentication. And as soon as that happened, we were then able to gain access to a large number of documents. We were also able to create a security email filter, and that what that means is, A lot of times, whenever you access your email from another computer system, you'll receive an email from the cloud provider that'll say, hey, you just accessed from a new computer we've never seen before, do you want to allow this? We were able to filter those emails out so the end user would never see those emails. We were also able to create an app password. App passwords are interesting because an app password allows you to bypass two-factor authentication. For example, if you're accessing your email from your phone, You can't expect to insert the two-factor authentication every single time you access your email from your phone. So you'll generate a quote-unquote secure, long, unique application password. So that app can access your email and bypass two-factor authentication in the process. Now that password can be used as a real password. And in this situation, we were then able to access documents and pull down all kinds of different files. Now, once again, This is because we could not access the corporate network. This organization had a really tight vulnerability management process. On the outside of their network, we didn't find any unnecessary services. We didn't find Telnet, didn't find FTP, didn't find rogue SharePoint servers. They had it very well locked down to just the services that were required for this network to function. Further, those services were, in fact, locked down and managed very, very well up-to-date on patches, web application firewalls, an intrusion prevention system that was doing active shunning of our attacks. They were doing a beautiful job on the outside of this environment. So what actually stopped us? Well, first things first, two-factor can in fact be bypassed, but two-factor is amazing. It will stop like 98% of the standard attacks that'll come out of network. With two-factor, the standard password spraying attacks are pretty much taken off the table and we have to go through a lot of work to actually create a replication site of what the two-factor authentication page looks like for the cloud email provider. So that is something that does work even though it can be bypassed. Also, we could not touch the actual network itself because we were getting shunned. That was something that was working. Now, the big thing about this, the big thing that caught us and stopped us in this particular situation, believe it or not, was user awareness. The thing that finally got us is the attacker did, in fact, click the link, did, in fact, authenticate. But within five minutes of us gaining access and pulling down files, that user called their Security Operations Center and said something appeared to be fishy pun intended, for this particular website that they actually authenticated to. The SOC was able to very quickly respond, lock the user's account out, identify the non-standard application password, and they were able to remove us from the network in about 20 minutes. Now in most assessments, That's unheard of. We very rarely see organizations react as quickly as we did this particular organization. And that's what worked here. It wasn't a bright, shiny box. It wasn't some massive investment in some type of sim. It was simply training a user to identify something that looked suspicious and notifying their security team. Now, how do you actually handle user awareness training so it is an effective approach to your overall security organization? Unfortunately, homegrown solutions tend not to work very well. This requires you to stand up the infrastructure for phishing and trust me, there are open source projects that are available out there like GoFish that are free that you can implement and you can use. And a lot of organizations also try to stand up their own little document that they send their users that say, hey, don't click on links from strangers, bad things are going to happen to you. However, if you're going to do user awareness training, there's some hallmarks of what actually is a successful user awareness training program. First, constant reinforcement. If you do user awareness training once per year, You're probably going to fail miserably because as time moves on, users get uh, more, I guess, desensitized to the training that they had. Let's say they have amazing training on January 1st, about 30 to 60 days after that training happened, it doesn't matter how amazing that training was, the lessons of that training start to fade. So having continuous vulnerability assessments, but vulnerability assessments against your end users is a very good idea. You can do this through phishing exercises that replicate what it is active attackers are actually doing today. Do this monthly or quarterly at the very least. You wouldn't scan for vulnerabilities once per year, you shouldn't do user awareness training and assessments once per year. So you need to do that. Also the little programs that you can get that'll be like documents don't don't do those there needs to be something more interactive that you can do that'll actually train that user to not, uh, to be, excuse, excuse me, train that user to effectively identify attacks like the attack they fell for in the future. So when you're looking at programs, you have SAN securing the human, you have FISHMATE. There's a number of different programs that are available, but the hallmarks of a successful user awareness program couples regular assessments of your end users and also reinforcements of lessons to be learned from that assessment. You should sit down with the users and say, this is the fish that came in, not just the individual user, but across the entire organization. Do it as part of a training. This is the fish. These are the different techniques that you could have used to be able to identify This fish and this is how you should react to it if you think you've actually fallen for it in the future The organization that we tested did all of these things It made them exceedingly hard to target one user made a mistake and yes that did give us access, but it gave us temporary access and that is is fantastic because it limits the overall damage that could be done by a pen tester or, in the worst case situation, by an actual attacker. So that's the Enterprise Security Weekly What Works segment. And I think that wraps up Enterprise Security Weekly for this week.